Welcome to this podcast from the Human Wisdom Project. I'm Manoj Krishna, and today I'm joined by my guest Linda Fussell, who is a life and well-being coach. She works a lot in organizations, and today we're going to explore how we can be happy at work. Welcome, Linda. Hi, Manish. It's lovely to be with you again. It's always such a special time. Thank you. So, you know, the world of work uh, is a fairly unhappy place if you look at global statistics. According to one Gallup poll, about 85% of people said they were unhappy at work. And the number varies depending on which survey you read. Yeah, and I think if you just talk to people, they go to work to earn an income, to pay the bills and to have holidays. And is that living? Yes. Or they can't wait for the world, for work to finish. Or they think their happiness lies when they'll retire. Yeah, or when the weekend comes. Yes. When they can get a new job. There's always something, something. else. Yes. So imagine if we could take the world of work and find ways that we ourselves could be happier. Not because the management will change or the manager will change or somebody else will do something. But what can we do ourselves to be happier at work? Because we spend so much of our time there. We spend far too much time not being happy. Yes. We, you know, if we're spending a third of our life sleeping and a third of our life at work, wow, where's the rest of our time? Yes. So I wonder if one way of approaching this could be to explore what are the ways or why, what makes us unhappy? And maybe if we approached it that way, we could find, we could be happier. We could think of ways in which we could be happier. And in this podcast particularly, I wanted to explore what are the hidden drivers in our thinking mm. that can make us unhappy. And the first one, to my mind, is how we take things for granted. Yeah. You know, people, oh, I have to go to work. Oh, I can't wait till Friday, you know, comes. Can I go home yet? And actually, the fact that you have a job and you've got an income that's paying your bills and you've got a pension and you've got paid holidays and you've got all those those things, are we not grateful for those? It's being yes. grateful for all the, the, the things that the business or the opportunity, the work gives you. Yes, and it gives you a sense of meaning and purpose. Well, those are the things that really matter. Ability to get on with others, to meet new people. Opportunities. Uh, yes, and an income, and, and so on. Yeah. But it's the human mind, you see, that has a tendency to focus on the negative. But that's what our mind's meant to do, isn't it? Our, our brain is there to protect us, so it's always looking out for what could go wrong, what's the bad side of everything, and it's, it's, its whole role is to provide protection. It's that scanner of... Where are all the bad things? And if we focus on those bad things, well, then life looks bad. Yes. But if you allow the brain to do all that and go, no, that's not really real, and actually that doesn't apply at the moment, and that's not important. What's important now is I've got this to do, and I've got this person to engage, and I've got that, you know, I've got that meeting to go to, and I'm going to see these people here, or I've got this piece of work, and when I've got it done, I feel so good, and it's added so much more to somebody else's world. That's the good stuff. Yes. It's turning around what matters to you instead of letting your brain tell you all the things that could be bad. Yes, so it's firstly recognizing that your mind has a tendency to be negative. 
Yeah. And to take what it already has for granted. For example, nobody will have a hot shower in the morning and think, wow, this is unbelievable, amazing, and you know, etc. Because you take it for granted. We get comfortable with what we know. Exactly. So if you have cold showers and you have your first hot shower in a year, then you'd value it and so on, you see? Yeah. So look around work and see what is it that is amazing? What do you have to be grateful for? And there's always something. No matter how bad you think things are, there is always something good there. Yeah, something to be grateful for. And for that, we need a positive attitude. So this is an interesting one. Um, a positive attitude, so often when you put it into a workplace, people are resisting it and going, oh, it's all that happy, happy, jolly, holly stick stuff. You know, I don't want to be doing all of that. No, I can't be. You're all far too happy for me. Life's not like that. My question is, why is life not like that? Why are you thinking that life is miserable? Why are you choosing to think life is miserable? Yeah, you know, we've recently done a, one of the companies I'm working in, we've done some training and we had a very energetic, positive person presenting this training and listening to some people afterwards, they were going, I couldn't listen to the whole thing. He was just far too happy. Mm. I'm like, wow, mm. wow. What's that about, that people are resisting well, feeling the, happy? Well, one of the reasons could be that we're unhappy maybe in our relationships at home hmm. and whatever our personal circumstances might be. We might have um, a habit problem, you know, to alcohol or drugs or we might be in debt or we might be spending more than we have and all of that. And we carry all those problems as well to work. Yeah. So it may not be work that's making you miserable, but, you know, your own personal life in so many ways. But the other thing, have you noticed, is that our mind has a tendency to blame others for how it feels. Wow. <laughs> you know, you're irritating me, you're annoying me, and so on. Not yeah. realizing that it's our reaction to what is being said. Yeah. Unconsciously. Totally. That's making us unhappy sometimes. I love using the um, visualization of having a mirror. If something is annoying you, just stop and look at it. Look in that mirror and see what is it ac actually that's annoying you. What part of that person or that thing that they're doing is annoying you? And then why is it annoying you? Dig into it. Why is that annoying? What is What is going on? What's being triggered in you? And is that because of your conditioning? Is that because of something that's happened in your past? Consciously or unconsciously, there can be hiding in there. Or is it because you secretly do that stuff and you weren't aware of doing it and actually now that you're seeing it from somebody else, it's like, ouch, that hurts a little. But again, this is generally in your subconscious. It's not something you're going, oh yeah, I do that, hmm. unless you stop and look at it. Yes, yes. So, so much of our conditioning is responsible for our own unhappiness. Mm. Right? We, and we're not aware of it. We're not aware that we've been conditioned. And that, for us, dictates what we regard as normal. And anything we come across that's different from that yeah. either makes us stressed. Yeah. Right? Anxious. Anxious, irritable, angry. Yeah. You know, and we blame others for how we're feeling. Well, it's easy to blame someone else because it's then it's not to do with me. It can push it outside of me. Yes. The minute you 
take responsibility and you hold it, then it's, I've taken responsibility and this is about me. And that, that can be um, weighty when you've got to look into it and scary. Yes, but it's also empowering because what oh. it means is then I can be in charge of my own happiness yeah. and it doesn't depend on you and how you're behaving. I can change the way I'm reacting to you. And of course, that's not easy. It's simple, but not easy. Yeah. And that requires you to live with wisdom and all of that, you know? Yeah. Um, but one of the other things that, import, that causes our unhappiness, I think, is that we all, all of us human beings, have so many unmet emotional needs in ourselves. Yeah, we're humans. Yes, which we expect other people to meet. We're humans. Yes. It's so interesting that as humans, we're on a journey of development and evolution and growth. And we expect other people to do that learning and growing for us. But it doesn't matter how many times people show you something, help you with something, tell you something, unless you decide to take it on, you're not going to change. And so it's that personal responsibility of your own emotional requirements. Nobody else can fill those People can show you things, people can help you with things, but nobody else can make you happy. A classic one for me is, <clears throat> I used to walk around the wards at work, they used to call me Mr. K. So late at night, I'm walking up uh, in the ward and I say, hey, how's it going, the nurses? And one of them, would, I remember saying, oh, it's terrible. I said, what's the matter? She says, it's a thankless job. Yeah. Nobody appreciates what I do. You know, I worked so many hours, etc. And I remember, didn't say that to her, but I remember wondering, why do we need others to appreciate us and what we're doing? Because the minute I do that, I'm saying to somebody else, here are the keys to my happiness. Yeah. Make me feel important and valued. And if you don't, I'll blame you for my unhappiness. Now, it's not your fault because your mind is doing that unconsciously. Yeah. But the minute you wake up to it, yeah. you see, then you realize, oh my goodness, this is what I'm doing. And the work itself can become a source of satisfaction. You're almost handing your sense of worth and your sense of value, which ultimately is your sense of well-being, to someone else. Yes. And nobody else can make you, you. Because you are your own person and only you can deal with that. Things happen around you. I, I love this example actually where um, you can have two people that experience exactly the same situation and one person goes, hey, wow, this all happened and we did this and that came out of that. And the other person goes, hey, that happened. And you know what happened? It was just too terrible for words. And, and you kind of go, so what was going on there? And it's all about their conditioning and what's happened to them previously which has affected the way they view things. And yes. when you realize that, and you can change the way you view things, effectively just lift the sunglasses up and say, hey, I'm looking through these rose-tinted glasses or whatever color you like to look through. Just look at it differently. Yeah. And wow, you see exactly the same scene, but through a different, a different yeah. shade. And it's so different. And it begins with a quest, simple question, which could be, is there another way to see the same situation? Yeah. And is there another way to respond? Because the minute you ask yourself that, then you're, it op all the possibilities open up. Yeah. And the negative perspective is just one of many perspectives. You know, 
that you could have? You know, the, the, the saying that's always you know, shared out there is um, one person's perception is their reality. And that's absolutely true. But that's one person's perception. So if you can t look at a situation and stop and go, what are the other perspectives on the same situation? And which one is real to me right now? Your, your immediate um, response might actually not be the one that's there. It might be the conditioned response. Yeah. But if you stop and look at different, diff you know, look at something differently, you might go, actually, in this situation, that doesn't apply. It might have applied when I was 11. Mm. But right now, in my adult life, life is very different. And that situation mm. happening now means, why well, I've got this to do. I can do that. I've got these, oppor I've got these opportunities rather than, oh, oh, someone's put something else in me. Now I can start blaming someone else and I can give away my, I can give away my happiness. Yes. So what we have to realize is it's not anybody's fault. No. It's the unconscious drivers in our thinking that are pushing us to be unhappy. And one more I can think of is, especially at work, how our mind compares itself automatically and unconsciously yeah. with everyone around. And you can imagine how with thousands of employees, there's always going to be somebody who's better looking, has a better car, goes on a better holiday, gets a promotion, earns more money or something. Yeah. That's going to make you miserable. If you allow it to make you miserable. If you do. But what you don't know is what they've gone through to get that. Or some the, the things that people show, we see this on social media. You know, it's all, it's all very happy, generally. Um, people put views out there of their lives. Mm -hmm. And their big car or, you know, whatever they've got, their new shoes that they bought, they, they are external views mm. of what's happening you don't actually know what's happening internally mm. and until you've walked in someone else's shoes mm. you actually don't know what's going on there and there's no point in comparing yourself to them you're the only person walking in your own shoes make that a comfortable walk be content be content with what you have because if you and to, to do that first you have to wake up and realize your mind's comparing all the time unconsciously and you realize that's not intelligent because there's always going to be somebody better than you does that mean you're going to spend all your life being miserable and quite a lot of people do yeah they do you know if we were all the same life would be really boring we actually want people to do different things and to be at different levels and to have different experiences because we are all different humans we're all human and we're all learning and journeying on our life journey but we're all different and we all come from a different perspective. We've all had different lives to live and experiences and things that are happening. And you have to own that. Giving your sense of value and worth to somebody else is crazy. Yes. But your mind does that unconsciously. Yeah. Without yeah. your awareness or your permission because it's comparing automatically. But the awareness of that and yes. knowing it and being in a position of going ah, I recognize what's happening, is so empowering. Yes, then you can be free. Yeah. Then you can be genuinely happy for those who are doing well. Yeah. And, and you have the biggest gift of all, which is peace. Yeah. Because your mind isn't comparing anymore. Yeah. You're just doing what you do, you're doing it to the best of your ability, and you're at peace. It's the one thing you have that very few other people will have. And people feel it and see it. And they want 
you know, they want what you've got. Yes. And then they start asking questions. And then you open a conversation. And a conversation in a work environment is a connection. And a connection leads to more good things, better understanding, better ways of working together. And all of a sudden, the dynamics changed. If you take away that um, comparison or expecting somebody else to do something for you and get into a friendly dialogue where there's trust and engagement and compassion and kindness and love and all those mm. you know, good things that we talk about without the bitterness. Yes. It's a choice. And having a positive attitude also means that you think the best of people. Because in any situation, our mind can often focus on the possible negative reason why somebody's doing something or behaving in a way or certain yeah. way, why they said this or didn't say that or acted in this way or that way. Yeah. But if we're generous in our attitude and perspective, yeah. so much of the stress can be avoided. Yeah. I, I saw um, a young speaker once who had recently been released from prison um, and he'd done time for drug dealing and... There were a whole range of reasons behind that. But you know what? He was the nicest guy that you would ever meet. And his journey, his upbringing had led him to all these things. It was a choice he made. He got caught. He did his time. And now that he was out, his whole mission was helping other young people in prison to come out and be successful adults as they mm. emerged from a situation. And that's an extreme example. You know, a workplace shouldn't be a prison. Lots mm. of people see it as a prison. But it's not, no, okay? No, no. And it's it's that realizing what's going on and going, I had a choice here. I could do that or I could do this. And I choose to look at something a little bit differently. Mm. I choose to see the positive in this. It doesn't matter what it is. You know, things can be things can be really bad. Again, we look at look at the COVID situation or any any crisis situation, and you've got. Um, you know, lots of people are really ill and you've got lots of people working really hard to help those people that are really ill. But you know, the blessing on that is that I'm skilled enough, if I'm a healthcare worker, to add something to those people's lives and to make, make, their, a, difference. make a difference, make them better. One is I'm employed, yeah. I've got a job and I've got, you know, thing. but actually the better thing is in my job, I'm able to help these people. Yes. And that happens in every organisation. It doesn't matter what organisation you're in. You are always... Um, an organization doesn't exist unless it has a purpose. And the purpose is the why. And the why are you doing whatever you're doing, whether you're making widgets for whatever, you're, you're doing something for a value. And your contribution is for that greater good. And if yeah. you step back every now and then when you think the company owes you something or somebody, ne you know, people never say thank you to you, step back a bit, look at it and go, actually, this is what the bigger good. And what have I got to be grateful for? Yeah, what have I got to be grateful for and own it? Yes, so we could present or propose a radical idea, which is instead of expecting work to make you happy, you take your happiness to work. Wow, <laughs> wow, that's cool. You know, and, yeah. and your happiness, taking your happiness to work means having a positive attitude, not expecting work to meet all your emotional needs or at least taking ownership of your own emotional needs yeah. and recognizing them not comparing yourself with others being grateful and and so on do you know that being grateful thing um one of the 
um, exercises I like to get my clients to do uh, is to write a gratitude journal. Now, this has been around for you know zillions of years where we do that, but taking that time to, particularly in the morning before your day starts, to look at, I don't know, five or ten things that you're really grateful for that have either happened yesterday or are going to happen today and why they make you happy, why you're grateful for them. If you just take that time and do it, you've immediately raised your energy levels. You've lifted your sense of well-being. You go out expecting good to happen because you know what's coming in your day. You've already looked at the great things that are going to happen and you've, you've gone in with that positive attitude versus got to go to work. I know. And the funny thing is, if you take this positive attitude and this happiness to work, you're much more likely at the end of the day to return a much happier person. And if you return a happier person, you go into your home environment a happier person, your family are happier, their interactions with other people are happier. It's like a little proverbial pebble in in a pond and the ripples go beyond, way beyond you. Yes. Well, Linda, thank you very much. I've really enjoyed um, speaking with you. So this podcast comes to you from the Human Wisdom Project to explore all the ideas that we've talked about in this podcast. Please visit humanwisdom.me. Thank you for listening.